This is Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast, episode 123 for the week of April 6th, 2008. Welcome to Dies and Chewy X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Dies and Chewy X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bits of the entertaining. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hello. Hi. Hey. Happy weekend. Woo-hoo. Happy weekend, indeed. Weekends are awesome because they are filled with podcast joy. Yeah, if you want to call, you know, hunched over at your computer editing on, on your weekend, I'm not no, hunched joy. often, sometimes. <laughs> I think I need to, like, stand behind you with, like, a ruler, and I'll watch your posture. Sometimes like, editing I, too hard. Sit up straight. I don't There's hunch, a ruler right there. I slouch. It's just as bad. I know, but it's a little better. <laughs> I'll be like this. Oh, wait. People can't see me. It's a podcast. <laughs> You'll be like what? What are you going to do? You'll be like this. <laughs> oh, oh, wow, Mary. Good God. <laughs> Scandalous, I say. Ah, uh, this is audio. So, what, what did you do? Just kind of like move your shoulders back? I sat with my shoulders back uh, as if I was leaning up against a wall. I'm going to, the, the, yeah, that's, I'm going to introduce. <laughs> maybe I should speak properly being on a podcast. I am going to introduce you because you seem to be the lady of the moment with your advice. Do and, we need to draw attention to my femaleness every episode? Yes. Can I just be one of the guys? It's what draws listeners. Shh. <laughs> Damn it. Jeff, stop seeing through our plans and every other podcast on the face of the planet. No. You have the cred. You got the street cred. I got more cred than you, mofo. Oh. How do you quantify or even qualify this? I got into Dragon... Yes, by years. And by one year. Years and getting into the Japanese version before you. I started my site slightly before you. Officially yes, unofficially no. Uh, No, I was recording sounds a year in advance with full intent of... Okay, let's move on from the pissing contest. (laughs) My penis is bigger than your penis. I was going to say mine is, but... So is the real one. Anyways. Well, okay, you got me beat. <laughs> Mary. Yes. You run a site called Tempolo Trunks. Your name is Mary. You're here on a podcast. Yep. What's up? I am doing swell and lacking penis, so <laughs> everything is great. <laughs> Let's turn this into a normal conversation. <laughs> I mean, it, a lot of it's my fault. I'm going to continue along. Uh, normally, I would introduce Julian. He's the other guy that works on site with me. Uh, he's not here. I actually don't know what's going on with him. He's got a new job going on. He's got a new apartment going on. Getting into knife fights. Lots of knife fights in Japanese subways. Uh, it's amazing the things that go on over there. He's in Japan. I haven't heard from him all week. And so we're kind of like, uh, let's just start doing some parts of the show. We're going to do it in bits and pieces and see where it goes from there. So, uh, Mary, hello. Julian, you're not here, but hello. Hello. It's a manga review of awesomeness episode, first episode of a month. Uh, that being death, I kind of bit my tongue there. <laughs> so while I make it better with green tea, Jeff, say hello to everyone. Hi, how's everybody doing? Guess what? This is the month of the manga review of awesomeness for the month of April. It's awesome. And it's certainly awesome this month. I think, that, Mike, this is like the one you were looking forward to, unless it gets even better from here. Oh, it's... I- I was listening to 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai background music. I know. As I was waiting for Jeff to show up and finishing up my outline. So that probably says a lot right there. Nerd. It says a lot, but not in the way you like. Nerd. True. Stop calling me nerd, mister. You're older than me and you're still into cartoons. Nerd. 
Yeah, officially I am older than you right now, <laughs> isn't it? It's a couple months. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... It was your birthday. Yay. That's right. April 3rd. Congratulations. Thank you. You almost share a birthday with someone, but we'll get to that in the news. They could have been really awesome, but <laughs> not quite. Segway. He's Segway. Still on you. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we did Mary. We did Julian. We did Jeff. That leaves me. My name is Mike. You may know me as Vichito EX Online. Do that whole online thing with a site and podcast and a bunch of other stuff. I know you from the internet. Do you? Yes. I do come from there. <laughs> yeah, are you from the internet? I'm from the internet. I also happen to be from New Jersey, but... <laughs> no, you're not from New Jersey. <laughs> no, I'm, right now I am. That's not I guess. synonymous. I'm from a whole lot of places. Just like the internet is in a lot of places, so reality mirrors the internet. Dude, this is deep shit right here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We should like we should forego the news and just have a philosophy section. We've done that before. We've talked about the ending of GT. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on. We got a lot of cool stuff to do this episode. We already mentioned we're going to do the manga review of Awesomeness. We're up to volume 15 of the original run. We're going to start up a contest this episode. So we have a closet full of shit, and we'd like to have away <laughs> Please take our shit. Please take our shit. It's not actually shit. Um, how about it smells an, like it though? A sealed Dragon Ball two disc set, DVD set, no less, because who wants the VHSs anymore? That'd be really funny. Oh I said, man, it was a two volume set, and I just sent someone VHS in the mail. Like used and everything. You bastard. I would make someone really sad. But no. That it, would be it a is, good April Fool's joke. That would have been. No, well, we're going to talk about April Fool's. So we're going to do a contest. Uh, listen later on in the episode. You can win a free DVD set. Um, anyone got any stuff before we get to like the housekeeping awesome Daisenshu? I got minor stuff. Okay. What is your minor stuff while I continue to drink green juice? Yes. Sip your tea, <laughs> you <laughs> cute little lad. Um, so we're at my parents' the other night and, um, we we're having dinner and I, I mentioned to my mom because I totally forgot to mention it last weekend. I totally know where this is going. <laughs> It's like, oh, mom. And no, uh, I am. Uh, yeah, I know where that's going to. Anyway, <laughs> I tell her, okay, Otakon this year is going to be awesome because the guy that does the theme song for Dragon Ball is going to be there. It's like, oh, that's so cool because we used to be hardcore watching Dragon Ball Raw on the international channel back when I was in high school, college-ish ages, I guess. So... For the whole rest of the night, my mom and dad are like humming Chala Head Chala and arguing over who uh, is the Head Chala. Because yes, the Head Chala in our household is um, a title, a respectable title, and we would fight over this, who gets to be the Head Chala. So I told my mom, no, I get to be the Head Chala because, you know, I get to see the guy in concert at Otakon, so ha 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 ha. What? <laughs> I just love it. It's a great conversation. It's a great story. Because I can run around proclaiming, I am the head chala, and get into arguments with your parents over who's right. Yes. For the record, mm -hmm. I am. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yes. Anyways, Jeff, I can see you in the background. You've probably heard Jam Project is the musical guest for Otakon this year. Hironobu Kageyama is like one of the main members of Jam Project. Yeah, in fact, I remember uh, when we were sitting here once watching a DVD, we got to see the the music video for one of those songs, and he was there on the mic. Yeah, you know, yeah. Squinting away, going, yeah. You know. <laughs> He's got a very distinctive voice. Uh, I, I'm really Well, that's why my that. mom, like, she always says that. She's like, oh, that singer is very distinctive. And, you yeah. know, it's not like she's an anime fan or anything, right. but she was able to pick up on that. So that was pretty cool. Awesome. Well, thank you. You actually had some yeah, Dragon Ball stuff this week. Yay, contributing. Putting you to... That's why I'm on the show. Here. That's right. Jeff, do you have any Dragon Ball stuff? You read manga. I, I read the manga. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's talk about, uh, I guess you would call it housekeeping, Dragon Ball stuff with Dai Zen Shui X. So it was April Fool's this week. We didn't do anything on the podcast, or are not going to do anything on the podcast. Last year was convenient enough that the episode came out on April Fool's last year. Doesn't get any better than that. So we decided, well, the podcast, obviously we'll do something on the podcast. So technically last year, Jeff, you killed us. That is correct. We got a little better. We seem to be doing okay. Yeah, the bandages are still trying to peel off, but we're, you know, we're reapplying gauze. Every once in a while, I just, like, start bleeding from the gunshot wounds. <laughs> oh, that drive-by this was so amazing. This is a reminder. And I got to, like, apply pressure and, like, oh, oh, Jeff, I must get revenge one day. So, at some day in the future, I will enact my revenge for myself. I don't really know what happened to Mary. I think he got killed in the apartment. I think, Gee golly. I don't remember. I think Julian was kidnapped ahead of time. No, no, Steve Simmons shot him. I don't even remember. <laughs> Plot holes. I remember acting that episode, though. I remember, like, being in hysterics and, like, having a pillow over my mouth because I was going to, like, <laughs> die of laughter. Like, Mike's anyway, an actor. Ooh. Let's talk about this year's April Fools. What we'd like to do is, with the exception of Dragon Ball AF one year, our April Fools jokes are typically less jokes and more just, oh, that's cute, rather than trying to actually fool someone. We always leave hints here and there to actually, you know, give you the real information. So what we did this year is we put up this note on the homepage that Hironobu Kageyama was set to perform the opening theme to Dragon Ball Online. And the name of the song was Riding on a Time Machine. And hey, that makes sense because it's Dragon Ball Online and Trunks is on his little time patrol taking care of time. And maybe you go back in the past and you kind of relive and shape some of the events from the Dragon Ball universe. And it's this upbeat, peppy tune. He's like, hey, baby. So we put up this official 30-second sample on the site. Hello, baby. I can't wait to ride on the time machine. Go, go, time machine. Go, go, time machine. Go, go, time machine. Go, go, go. Now, for those of you who looked carefully, right above the translation of the song, the song actually is called that, but above that it said, Daizen Chutachi no Eiburu Fu. So, I mean, that was the hint that we left this year, so it was there. Uh, The song, it's a real song, it's genuinely by Hironobu Kakiyama. It's actually off of his 2006 album, which was called Cold Rain, and it's a very, very mellow album. And then randomly, like right in the middle of it, there's this crazy, upbeat, nonsensical song called Riding on the Time Machine. So I've been holding on to this song for two years. I'm like, I know, someday in the future, I'm going to need to use this song for something. And so it just so happened that it kind of all came together this year. So there you go. That was April Fool's this year. Hope you had fun with it. And I didn't see too many people posting elsewhere, like we did with the AF thing where I collected all the referrals. Right, well, that was about- huge. That was an event. Well, yeah, exactly. But this year, I only saw one or two things else. There might have been more, but it wasn't really keeping up with it. My so. April Fool's joke is that I didn't do anything on my site, and I had one person email me about it, which was more than I thought I would get. Well, there you go. <laughs> like, oh, we're not doing anything this year, huh? I was like, yep. <laughs> Damn street. That's right. You're here with us, uh-huh. so you can ride off of our high. You can ride on a 
time. (laughs) 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 Moving on, what other stuff we got going on? Oh, I updated the video page on the site. We had what was previously called a video downloads page and didn't really make a whole lot of sense because the way the internet has gone, the internet is YouTube. It's pretty much synonymous now. And we've been putting up things like our inconsistencies videos and the live action movie comparisons, the Chinese live action movie. And we've had other stuff. We called it the DBZ you've never seen. It was stuff that we've used at panels, uh, at conventions, like some old promos, old commercials and stuff. So I kind of consolidated everything over on that video page. It's not called video downloads anymore. Um, some of the old video game openings and cinemas are still there for download. You can check those out. But it's kind of all in one place now. So you can uh, check all that cool stuff over there. We'll do some more stuff in the future. Someone actually sent an email to the podcast. It's not going to be on this week's show. But it's a good idea for another Inconsistencies video. I know, Mary, we had one or two more ideas, really good ideas, one of which involved trunks, I think. And we just haven't gotten around to doing them. This is another uh, really short one we can probably put together in the near future. Good. So I'm looking forward to that one. And I think that is all the housekeeping stuff. So with all that out of the way, let's talk about the news. Back on April 5th, 1955, a young man was born over in Japan. He would grow up to write poop jokes. His parents must be so proud. They probably are now. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, look at Actually, all the money our, our son makes us. Or maybe they're dead. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> For all we know, they're dead. So, Akira Toriyama. He is, I think I did the math, he's 53 years old. 2008, 1955. Math. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Damn right. College degree. Doing the math. <laughs> um, that, that's the news this week. I, I think that's it. Week. It is a kind of week. I'm I'm 26. Well, that's that's true. Jeff is also another year older, and we congratulate you on that. But he hasn't drawn poop jokes yet. Draw poop jokes, and then maybe we can do a podcast all about you. Uh, Not publicly. Hello, I went to art school. (laughs) Artistic poop. Artistic poop would be neat. It even has stink lines. Jeff, you know, for someone who would run around kicking birds (laughs) to take pictures, I don't think you can really refuse to draw poop. You're absolutely right, Mike, and it runs in the family. (laughs) I love that. That's true. All right, so that's the news for the week. We're going to take it on over to the topic, the manga review of awesomeness. Unfortunately, Julian does not appear to be with us, and since this takes the longest to edit, we're going to do it without him. We're up to volume 15. For those of you tuning in for the first time, what we do is the first episode of every new month, we've been going through the manga volume by volume. We're up to volume 15 now, the original Tangkobon, or the graphic novels, whatever you want to call it. This is going to cover chapters 169 to 180. So what we'll do is we'll go through those chapters quickly, give you a little analysis and uh, less analysis and more synopsis of it, and then we'll do the analysis afterwards. So we've got myself and normally Julian, who have read through the whole thing, beginning to end, end to beginning, sometimes in the middle, English and Japanese. Upside down. Upside down. Right to left, not left to right. Well, actually, left to right for a couple of years with the monthlies. <laughs> see, see what they did there? I gave people information and back history with a joke. That's what Taizen EX is all about. Mary, you are... <laughs> <laughs> What? You're on your own planet. <laughs> I know I am. Mary, you have read... No, you have seen the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai before. Yes. You are reading this part of the manga for the first time, though. Correct. All right. And then when we hit the Z era, it'll kind of be you've read and seen I've both read a little bit. I've read maybe a quarter of it. Right. Good. Let's take it on over to Jeff. Jeff, you are our friend. I am. And you're reading through Dragon Ball for the first time ever in your life. 
That is correct, sir. You've, I, I think you've been enjoying it so far. I've been lying this whole time. Yes, I've been enjoying it. <laughs> Was that a lie? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So what we like to do is get your your noob, if you will, your virgin opinions, because you know your animes and your mangas and your stuffage. So you know you have a, a good back history. I'm here to help. Awesome. So we'll uh, we'll kick it off here with chapter 169. Here we go. Goku explains to Kame Sinin the situation with Tao Pai Pai and Chaozu, because you know Chaozu got his ass knocked out by a new cyborg Tao Pai Pai, but he doesn't seem too concerned. Sudo Sinin makes his appearance and kind of rambles a bit of his usual conceited nonsense to everyone before he just wanders off again. I love Suru Senin, just how he does this stuff. Goku continues to not really be concerned at all as they prepare for the next round to get underway. It's extremely crowded, so Bulma forces Lunch to sneeze in order for her crazy side to come out with guns blazing and everything so they can get up front and close. Goku tells Kudidin and Yamcha that Tenjin Han is way beyond Tao Pai Pai and then tries to show off the Sensu and I, I really like this bit. But they climb the tower too and like kind of know about the Sensu and Karin, Yajirobe and they say they invited Yajirobe to come but he didn't actually seem to show up. Although as the readers we know he did show up and he just kind of lost. So it's time to begin. The first match will be Tenjin Han versus Tao Pai Pai who trash shocks the whole way out. Tao Pai Pai makes the first move, but is handily knocked aside by Tenshin Han. He gets up for another attack, but Ten quickly disappears over behind him, telling him to stop this since he's become so much stronger. Chapter 170. Bring! Turn the page. Tao Pai Pai struggles to react, while Ten explains that he can already tell how futile this fight is. Tao Pai Pai lunges with a barrage of punches and kicks, which Ten dodges the entirety of, until he finally just grabs Tao Pai Pai's wrist mid-punch. Ten pleads with him to just withdraw, but Tao Pai Pai will have none of this. He detaches his hand to show a giant knife with which he cuts a massive gash into Ten's chest. I think we will now fight with knives. Sorry, Ching. please continue. The announcer calls the match due to uh, the weapons rule, but Tao Pai Pai is determined to kill Ten Shinhan as uh, Suru Sinin cheers him on from the sidelines. <laughs> Ten asks Tao Pai Pai if he's lost his pride as a martial artist. Though Tao is quite ready to kill him by showing off his new super Dodompa, Ten is not running and tells him to fire, which he does in a giant blast. Ten yells, which is called a ki-eye, to negate it, rushes him with a tap to the gut, and knocks him out immediately. Ten picks him up and drops him at the side uh, by Suisenin and tells him to never show themselves again. Suisenin flies off, uh, swearing revenge. Everyone is quite impressed with Ten's new strength. Time for the next round of Anonymous versus Goku, who wants to know why she seems so mad. Chapter 171, and as the match begins, no one can figure out who the girl is. She begins her attacks, which Goku dodges as he continues to ask if they have met before. Apparently, he made a promise to her. Kami Sanin notices her style seems similar to his own. She proclaims that Goku said he would marry her. Goku asks Kuririn what this means, and Goku is still fairly confused over the situation. <laughs> if Goku can beat her, she'll tell him who she is. Oolong's the only one who's figured it out, though. Goku punches the air from across the ring, forcing a wave of wind at her, knocking her out of the ring. So Ma Jr. notes that the attack is similar to the one Mazuku used. She explains that she is Gyu Mao's daughter Chi Chi, and Goku finally remembers his promise, and since a promise is a promise, they should get married. Sort of anticlimactic. Yeah, it is. Weird. The crowd cheers as they walk off, Chi-Chi clutching onto him. And he's like, don't grab me. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop that. I can't move. I'm totally gay. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yaoi. Time for the third match. Kuridin versus Ma Jr. Alright, chapter 172. Ma Jr. tells Kuridin to go ahead and go at it. He clenches both fists next to himself and fires a blast from each hand towards Ma Jr., who easily just jumps up and dodges them. The blasts follow him, though. He wasn't really expecting that, forcing him to eye laser them, which takes his attention away from Kuridin long enough for him to appear next to him in the air and nail him in the face. Ma Jr. stops himself midair and calmly returns to the ring. Kuridin begins another persistent attack but is knocked out of the air himself, but he also stops himself midair, much to everyone's surprise. Piccolo is moderately impressed that Kududin isn't quite a nothing, and will humor him with some real power. Goku and Kududin know it's not a bluff. Chapter 173. Ma Jr. won't quite kill Kududin just yet. He stretches out his arm all the way towards him and drags him back in for a punch. Kududin rebounds off the wall, but Ma Jr. bends over to kick him into the air. He follows him up there and puts the last of his energy into a point-blank Kamehameha. Ma Jr. uses a Zanzoken of his own style to appear behind Kududin and overhead slam him down into the ground. Ma Jr. thinks he's accidentally killed him, but he somehow manages to get back up, but then falls right over and concedes. Goku and Kamisinin are really impressed with Kurudin, and even Ma Jr. thinks it won't be as easy as he thought to take over the world. Chapter 174. Yamcha and Shen come out for their fight, and everyone laughs at how easy Yamcha has it, except for Goku and Yajirobe. Yamcha allows Shen to attack first. He swings, misses, falls over, and accidentally kicks Yamcha in the side. They playfully banter back and forth before Yamcha goes in for a kick, but Shen freaks out and ducks, causing Yamcha to smash his groin on his head. Shen will now attack first and shocks everyone by rushing in with a rather critical hit and explains a few things about being a true martial artist. Yamcha is ready to be serious now, but Shen politely says that he cannot allow that and must win. Yamcha rushes in again for an attack, but Shen stops the swipes and kicks Yamcha's legs out from under him, noting that they were wide open. Chapter 175. Shen pummels Yamcha with more attacks. Yamcha goes in for a kick, but Shen gets him from behind and knocks him to the ground. Goku appears to have figured out who this man is. Shen tells Yamcha that he's not really human, he just borrowed the body for a little bit. Yamcha realizes that he has to be serious and grabs his right wrist, which begins gathering energy. He forms it into a ball and unleashes the Sokidan. By swinging his fingers around, he controls the direction of the energy ball. Shen dodges the ball, which smashes into the ground. As Shen briefly loses his guard, Yamcha makes the ball pop out of the ground, essentially uppercutting Shen, who rebounds and swipes Yamcha to the gut, forcing him off balance and he finally falls out of the ring. After the fight, Goku Goku figures it out. Shen equals Shenlong. Shen is Kami-sama. Shen won't tell Yamcha who he is, but he winks to Goku on their way out. On to chapter 176, and it's time for Goku versus Tenshinhan, a rematch of last tournament's final round. Ten confirms he'll be going all out from the start, and the two hop into the ring. The fight starts, and Ten goes for the offensive, with jabs and a key blast following Goku into the air. Goku bats it back, Ten knocks it away, and begins trading blows with Goku up in the air. As they come back down, the two relaunch towards each other, moving so fast that only a few select people can even follow them. They reappear in the middle of the ring and grab each other. Goku falls back and kicks Ten up, but Ten dives towards Goku, who jumps over him. Did you follow all that, Jeff? I... no. <laughs> Ten rushes in for another attack, but Goku uses the Zenzoken and is behind him. As the announcer says, they're matched evenly. Kami-senin notices that Goku isn't so much as breathing heavily. Chapter 177, Ten explains that while Goku has gotten stronger, his speed has not changed. Ten rushes in and up as Goku follows. Ten continues to get above Goku and elbows him to the ground. Goku keeps trying to rush in, but Ten knocks him away. As everyone says, they're shocked by the speed. Goku asks for a timeout. 
so he can take off some clothes, all of which are heavily weighted. Kuridin drags him off while Ten struggles to grasp the situation. Goku bounces up and down and is ready to continue. They both rush in, and while Ten says Goku is indeed faster, he can still watch and keep up. This is when Ten's pants fall down. Greatest moment in Dragon Ball. I think we'll all agree. Chapter 178. Ten couldn't keep up with Goku, so he'll have to use his new secret technique. Goku hopes it's not the Kikoho again. I like that. He's like, oh, I hope it's not that again. Ten says no, it's too dangerous, and he'd probably just dodge it anyways. But not this one. Goku is too fast for even his three eyes. But what about 12? Tenshin Han crosses his arms in front of himself and splits into four. It's not like the Zanzoken, though. They're all real. This is the Shishin no Ken. The four Tenshin Han run to the four corners of the ring and blast at Goku, who jumps up. The four Tenshin Han third eye laser him. I don't even know how else to describe that. Out of the sky. Goku gets up and says he won't be hit again. Kamisendi notices that Goku still isn't breathing heavily and has incredible toughness. Goku says there are two weak points. Piccolo grins and acknowledges Goku has the victory here. Chapter 179, Ten thinks Goku's bluffing and sets up with the same strategy again. It begins to play out the exact same way as before, but Goku uses the Taioken after jumping up into the air, blinding Tenshinhan. This is weak spot one. If you'll remember, Tenshinhan showed off the Taioken last tournament, and this is one of two times that Goku will steal the attack for himself. Yeah, looking forward here. So that was weak point number one. Goku is able to tell what all of the Tenshinhan are doing without looking, while Ten himself must rely on his actual eyesight. So they're doing a little um, toss back here to training with Mr. Popo and not stop relying on your eyes, be able to feel out people, feel key. Goku demonstrates weak point number two as he quickly dashes around the ring and takes out all four Tenjin Han, getting a ring out victory. The abilities are split into fourths among them all. And that was the second weak point. You split into four and you all have one fourth of the power. Goku goes to the finals. Last chapter of the volume, chapter 180, Ten realizes that Goku wasn't using anything near his full strength. As the next fight is ready to begin, Goku speaks things over with Shen. Kamisama is convinced he personally is the only one to take down Piccolo, and seems slightly irritated that Mr. Popo told Goku so much about, you know, the bond of one dying causes the other to die and all that stuff. The announcer keeps calling out for Shen, uh, who assures Goku that he will not commit suicide, and that they humans showed him a good alternative. Shen comes out to the ring and tells Piccolo he knows of his plans. Piccolo freaks out. He's like, wait, 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 how do you know all this? Shen waves his fingers and sends Piccolo flying back up into the air. Piccolo fires back a blast, which Shen dodges. As they land, it appears Piccolo has him, but Shen disappears and knees Piccolo from above, down, and back into the ring. They stare at each other while Kuriden wonders WTF. And that concludes Volume 15 of the manga. We are very, very well underway with the 23rd Tenka Ichibudokai. I'm loving it. I love this part. I'm very, very biased because there were some early fan subs I had, and I just love this part of the series. But we'll go around. I have some questions for you all. I want to get some thoughts on very specific things here. First thing I want to do, though, Jeff, with you, is usually we do this at the end, but I want to hit what your predictions from last time were. You had predictions for the four kind of like semifinal fights here. You said 10 versus Tao Pai Pai. Tao Pai Pai would win. Well, that didn't play out. Tension Han won. Yep. The other three you nailed, though. Goku versus Chi-Chi, you figured it would be Goku. Kududin versus Ma Jr., you figured it would be Piccolo there. And Yamcha versus Shen, you figured it would be Shen. So uh, three out of four ain't bad. Ha! Oh. Ha! Ha! Oh, uh, oh God. Anyways, so let's talk about uh, a couple things here. First thing I want to mention, this is really quick. Piccolo notes um, 
Goku using that thing that knocks Chi-Chi out of the ring is very similar to stuff they use. Never seemed to really follow up on that. No. It was kind of just... It's kind of a toss aside. Out of nowhere, yeah. Toss away comedy. So I want to move on to some really neat stuff. I want to talk about uh, comedy. Still in the fights a little bit here. Very slightly, though. Right. There's a couple instances. There's tension on losing his pants. And then there's Shen in general. Yeah. You know, once we get Ma Jr. in the mix here, Piccolo, that... um. You know, we all come to know as Piccolo for the rest of the series. It gets very, very overall serious. So how's Toriyama's humor pulling through? Is it working? Is it kind of out of place here? I don't think it's out of place. I think it's just enough, uh-huh. I guess. I don't know, part of me wishes there was a little more, but I understand why it wasn't a huge focus. Like, the lunch thing was funny. It's all very I always like hits to the groin, yeah. and <laughs> Ten losing his pants is awesome. Jeff, what do you think about the humor in Tahir? Well, I think he's being smart with it, and he's also much more mature as a writer. Because if you'll yeah. notice, uh, he makes an entire character comedic. Uh, like lunch is used for comedic value, Shen is comedic value, but uh, you know when Ma Junior's in there, you can't throw in like you know pants falling at every moment. You, you can't have the Shen from the Yamcha fight be the Shen versus Piccolo, right? And so it's just so, like yeah. th- there's that that newfound maturity that just sort of shows up, and he's he's placing things strategically. So I think that his comedy is actually well placed. I don't think it's out of context at all. Do you think Shen is working as a character? I mean, it's not really a character named Shen. It's it's Kami-sama. Mm. Yep, I actually, uh, you know what? I didn't catch on to it, but as soon as Goku uh, said Shenlong, I got the idea. <laughs> okay. And it was just like, oh, ho, 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 that's why. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm not really, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of feel like, you know, he made a fool of himself for a reason and, and everyone's saying, no, there's a real reason why this guy is going to, you know, st- like Yajirobe, right? Right, he knew. He knew because he had to fight him, didn't he? No, he probably got it from Karin. Oh, okay. Probably told him. Oh, right, right. Well, then there you go. It's just like, you know, the one guy, you figure, he knows the secret, and Shen probably had something up his sleeve. I mean, he got to the final somehow, so there has to be something special right, about so him. so he's not just some old guy. Right. So just that comedic value, whatever, was just a, was just a, a you know, a, a ruse. So I think it makes perfect sense. We haven't gotten too far with Shen. It's obviously going to continue in the next volume, but uh, I mean, we'll talk about that with your predictions later on. Um, some other stuff here. How about genuine surprises? Were, were are there any in here? I think one of the interesting ones was Kududin um, getting the Buku Jutsu, the flying yeah. levitation. I like that he gets that before Goku. Yeah. It's like, give the poor guy something. Yeah, he, he was able to demonstrate something uh-huh. there. And he's got that smirk on his face like, hey, I gotcha. Krillin shouldn't be taken lightly. No, he, he's got some good stuff in. Were there any other surprises in any of the other fights? The whole the pr- Shen thing. Yeah. The Shen thing? Uh, actually, the thing I got wrong, <laughs> the prediction I got wrong. Oh, okay. Because uh, uh, I'll actually uh, go back to Megan's comment here about, uh, you know, well, I mean, not comment, but just how she loves uh, Tension Han. I'm actually going to join on that opinion now mm-hmm. because I have a much higher esteem of him after these fights. I think, because I uh, remember you didn't care for him before. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely want to hit him up. That's, that's a couple numbers down for me. So <laughs> we'll talk about Tension Han specifically. Mm-hmm. Any other surprises? We, we have the flying. We have the turnout of that fight. Goku got married real quick. Goku got married. Yeah, engaged, you're right. I, guess. I was so surprised by that. Yeah, it was I guess like, it's more of an engagement. Well, I mean, granted, he's some country bumpkin, but like th- so that she. quick? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right. Yeah, but she at least knows what marriage is enough to want one. Oh, yeah, he's right. like, okay, I'm fine. A with promise it. is a promise. If it's I a man it, of his word. That's right. If he promised me a million bucks, damn, I really hope he sticks to that too. Jesus. Going along with surprises, and this kind of ties into the fights and what we've been talking about, is kind of a, a continued 
additional emphasis being placed on key attacks. For example, we had Yamcha's Sokidan. There's like a new key attack in here. So Toriyama's kind of going in that direction. But at the same time, we had somewhat of a more physical tossback, like the Tenshinhan Shishindo Ken, where he splits up into four, his 12 eyes. That's kind of a key, but it's more of like a, a strategic attack. But we are getting lots of really big blasts, and these big blasts are going to do big yeah, things. Yeah, this is when it all starts, I guess. So how, how does that feel? It still feels okay because there's enough physical combat still. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter too much. Jeff, how do you, how do you feel about the, the big blasts coming in? I would agree that it's well-placed uh, as well. You know, I actually uh, think that while there's a lot of uh, big blasts, the, the fights are shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I so agree. because of that, it's well-timed. And, you know, it's like... Uh, you know, that they're doing these big blasts, but they're not making it so stretched that it doesn't seem like, oh my god, they have 20 pounds of energy they're not using and da 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 da. You know, like they're, they're keeping it concise, but they're doing everything out there because it is the Tenchaiki, uh, it is the Tenkaichi Budokai. They should be doing this sort of thing and exhibiting this mass amount of strength. So for right now, I feel it's it's warranted. Well, that actually leads me to another question. The It's almost now getting to the cliche, oh, he's gotten so much stronger kind of thing. And everyone's astonished And also, like, I'm going to fight at my full strength right. from the and, start. Right, and oh, wow, he wasn't even fighting at his full strength with me. No, no, I wasn't really bothered by that this time. Yeah, not bothered by it either just because the fights are so concise yeah are the fights that short and that concise because we have people like Goku and Piccolo who are just like way way beyond them at this point so they just end those fights it's so not quickly? so crazy that people like Tenshinhan and um, even Shannon Kududin can't well, put up a fight they're also humoring like Piccolo was yeah. humoring Kududin at the beginning of the fight there mm-hmm. so he didn't really know what to expect from him and he made that comment at the end, so that was kind of nice. Like, oh, maybe it won't be so easy. Actually, you know what? About that, I'm very glad that Kuridin, uh surrendered. Yeah, yeah, it was new. And yeah, I, exactly. I thought the same thing. Like, he was either going to die <laughs> again <laughs> or, you know, like I should have predicted that one. You know, Kuridin's going to die again to Viklo. That'd be awesome. But no. Nah, nah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I wasn't expecting that at all. That, that was, was a definitely a surprise. surprise. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There, there's no You know surprise. what? It was a surprise. Um, what? Underutilization of Tau Pai Pai. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a good thing, though. Like, he didn't overstay his welcome, but he wasn't there that long either. Right. It's Probably a good amount. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Tension Han now. He's kind of like a really big discussion here because he gets that really big moment of himself. He's been getting a lot of spotlights over the last couple of volumes. And it's good because after now, it's kind of going to go away. You yeah. know, him and a bunch of other characters. So you guys talk amongst yourselves, Tension Han. And He's cool. He's it's kind of like holding back the way he talks to Sudo's ending. I liked the way he was talking to him. Like, he really was genuine. Like, please, just stop. Please, <laughs> But he's very go away. respectful at the same yeah. time. Like, he's not an ass about it. Mm-hmm. He used to be an ass. Like, even he very, very, very well could be, and he has every right to be. Mm-hmm. But he's not. And I think that speaks a lot to his character. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's how he gets that scar on his chest. Yep, that's where his scar comes from, his Tao Pai Pai slashing in this fight. I didn't think it was that bad a cut, but okay. All right. Jeff, you you said your opinion of Tension Han has changed. Yeah, I mean, especially... Were these moments what really did it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you think about what I predicted last time with him losing. It was just because that what I'd read in that volume, mm-hmm. I wasn't really all that excited about seeing him again. I didn't know anything about his training and how he was going to do in this fight. But then, you know, his whole comments with uh, Sudru Senen and the fight that, that he has is just like, you know, it, it definitely makes my opinion of him much better. And uh, it's, yeah, now it's a downer that, of course, it's not going to be as big as, you know... 
as it gets after the tournament. But it's such it's cool to see his his whole fighting style and and uh, he was act, I mean he's able to travel almost as fast as Goku with weights on, you know? Right. So that just shows that he's got a lot of ability. And I think that his personality added to that is just like, it makes for a much more exciting character. So, um, uh, you know, Toriyama threw a fast one at me. (laughs) (laughs) Good. good. Made me think that he wasn't going to be all that great of a character. Now he's just like this really beefed up awesome guy. He's very beefy. I was (laughs) noticing that. I'm like, wow. In a lot of ways. Yeah. He's stacked, man. I mean, Goku's almost kind of scrawny, like just standing next to him. Yeah, definitely. He's really beefy. But tension hops about. Just wait till Kaioken 4. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, tension hops, he seems like more mellow now. I mean, he's always been kind of. Uh-huh. Quiet and mellow. He's, an- he's not angry anymore. No. Let's transition a little further ahead to Tenshin Han's fight with Goku. Compare that to his fight with Tao Pai Pai and how he interacts with Goku. It's much more, he's got that friendly rivalry going on, he, but he wants to prove something at the same time. Does he want to prove it to himself? Does he care about proving it to anyone else? What do you I think? don't know. It's very manly. It is. I can't really. It's very shonen. <laughs> it's extremely shonen. <laughs> do you think he was humiliated? Nah. No. I, I don't think so myself. Mm-mm. I mean, he's got pride, but not yeah. to like the extent that you know the public has any impact on how he no. feels about himself. He took a hit to his pride. But it also seemed like after he got over that initial hit, that that just gives him more to strive for. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like that. It's very the- inward thinking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Nothing I, really affects he's him. He's thinking now. I think that's a big thing. He used to act and then think. Now he's thinking before he acts. So he's grown a lot as a character. Not many people in Dragon Ball can mm-hmm. say they think before they act. Well, you know, right. th- that's actually something I was I was really happy about when Goku takes the weights off. Uh-huh. And he, first he looks shocked, but then he looks really like into it. Like he he now has a real challenge. Right, like right. that that was really awesome. Like that really gets you pumped up. For I the do fight. like how he was confused though. He's like, but oh, <laughs> 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 it's like oh fuck, but. Okay, I guess it's kind of cool. All right, I'll go with it. Whatever. How can a shirt weigh 40 pounds? <laughs> All right, we'll move away from him. We talked about Shen Kamisama a little bit, him actually getting involved. How do you feel about that? That he's he's such a non-direct involvement type of character. Like, even just what the character should do as a god, he doesn't directly get involved. But you can't get any more directly involved than this, coming down and borrowing mm-hmm. a body and getting in the fight. It kind of sucked for me because I did watch it before I read it, uh-huh. and I don't. I think I might have known about it when I watched it too. So I don't know what, what, at what point in my life I learned about it, but I wish it was a surprise because I think I would have been like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. But um, you're right. I mean, outside of this, Kami Sama doesn't take much direct action. He does things, but he doesn't really get down he and dirty. Fires eye lasers at Garlic Junior. That's just filler. Well, it's a movie. Filler. Okay. Movies are filler. <laughs> if you say so. All right, not filler. That's not the right word. Non-canon. Oh, uh, here we go. No. Sorry about I, that. I know you no, hate that phrase. True. No, I don't hate the phrase. I, I hate the arguments that happen on the internet about it. I just hate the internet. I hate the internet, too. So we'll put out a podcast on the internet. I love the internet. That'll work well. <laughs> getting getting back to this, Jeff. You tell me, what do you think about it? Um, you know, I think this is uh, something where I think it's going to be based a little bit on your belief of God before reading this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I myself am not huge on the whole subject, but you know, I didn't expect. Of course, I didn't expect this at all. There's like, I, I if you had asked me, no, there's no way I would have thought Kamisenden was going to come into this and Kamisen. <laughs> Kami-sama. Kami-sama. is off on the side. Kami-sama is Shen. Right, right, right. There we go. So, yeah, I just didn't expect him to get into this fight at all, and nor would I ever think that, you know, a god would come down and fight amongst humans. Like, that just, that whole perception just never 
even well, occurred to me. God in this case, and in a couple of years when we get to the Boo Saga, we'll learn all about the God hierarchy in the Dragon Ball world. So God... It works as a translation, but it doesn't in the... Anyways, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's a lost in translation issue for me. So Especially in the Dragon World. Especially in I'll, the Dragon I'll just World. i leave it there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, that didn't make me not enjoy it as much, but I kind of feel bad because Mary said she'd be surprised by it, and I really just... I was surprised, but I wasn't, like, excited by that, right. you know? Okay. It, it didn't have the same impact, I'm sure. It was cool, but weren't like, oh, snaps, man! Yeah, like, I mean, I, I could totally understand that. It's like, well, it makes sense. He's the opposite of... Uh, you know, Ma Junior, he should technically do this fight, but I don't know. I just didn't get much of a much of a shock out of that. Fair enough. Yeah, you're allowed to think that. Well, I mean, I, like I said, it's probably based on on what I believe of God to be, and of course, this is not based on reality right. at no. all. So I really should have just left Different that aside. World. But right. I'm sure most readers who also did this, you know, read this manga for the first time, were you know having a much more exciting experience than I did. The only other thing I wanted to hit up was just favorite fights so far. Ooh, we had tough. a bunch of cool ones in this volume. We'll just stick to this volume of the the fights we've seen. What was your favorite in here? Oh man! Well, I mean, just to go. Maybe over I them. could do process of illumination. We had Tension on versus Tao Pai Pai. We had Goku versus Chi Chi. We had Kududin versus Ma Junior, and we had Yamcha versus Shen. And now we're getting into Shen versus Ma Junior. But we had a uh, Tension on versus Goku too. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had Tension on versus Goku as well. Yeah. How did I forget that one? I think my favorite two were Piccolo versus Kududin, and then okay. uh, Tension on and Goku. I agree. I can't pick one over the other. I I, I would probably do the same thing. Jeff, what do you think? <laughs> Tension Han versus Goku because of the I'm not fighting in my full power thing. <laughs> because of that, or rather, in spite of that, because of it. Because okay. uh, when when the clothes go off, I did not see that coming. And you know, I was thinking, look, he trained with God. He's got to be stronger than this. What's going on? And he takes the the armbands and the boots off, and it's just like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's it's he even, on. He even makes mention of it's not that we've never seen weighted clothing before because they did the turtle shell. Said it was so much right, and this is I guess kind of the first time in the middle of a fight that he's kind of doing it right and we will see this again not too far off in the future but it's kind of cool seeing it here and there was so much of it he just took it all off baby i love it when goku strips why I does love it. everyone want to take their clothes I love it off more when tension high strips <laughs> this is like the shirt needs to perfect place to take your clothes off all right <laughs> Anyone else have any more closing thoughts on the volume? This volume, just another excellent volume. Another excellent volume. Agreed. What made it excellent? Just very concise, interesting fights. Moving along really nicely. Yeah, good pace. Very good pace. We didn't talk about pacing. It was good. Nothing. I, guess... I do not think a single thing in here dragged on. Okay. Was anything too short? Like I said before, Tao Pai Pai was maybe slightly too short. But if it was any longer, you think it probably... I don't know. It would have worn out as welcome. Maybe like three or four extra pages. <laughs> pages. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, what do you think? Overall volume, how do you feel? Considering that there's not too much in terms of uh, characters there for comic relief is fights. You know, even Shen turned out to be a very uh, yeah. important character. It's very much a volume of straight fights and very serious fights for the most part. So, you know, pacing didn't have to change between fight and fight and fight. And there were lots of them and they all really were very exciting. I think, uh, yeah, this was a, a extremely well-paced volume. And uh, I would disagree. I think uh, Tao Pai Pai was there for just the right amount of time. I didn't want to see him there for any longer because I think... Uh, him losing him and flying away, as it were. <laughs> Being dragged off. Exactly. It's just fitting for a cyborg of, you know, freaking random. After all abortions. the trouble he went to. Just to rebuild just his body. Be 
punched out immediately like that. Super sentence sucks. Well. Yes, he does. You know, <laughs> he sucks, but I love him because he wanders on, <laughs> just starts blah, blah, blah to Kame Sandy, and then he kind of blah, blah, blahs away. And even when his brother's dropped at his feet, he's like, rah, 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 I'll get you someday, you damn kids. <laughs> so, it's know. like that kind of villain. He's kind of a comedy villain at the same time. You can't really take him seriously here. All right, Jeff, I got to go over to you with uh, some predictions. So right now we're in the middle of a fight between Shen, which is really just Kami-sama, versus Piccolo Jr. How do you think this particular fight is going to play out? Well, again, I don't know the God structure. So if God loses, well, he, well, they're disqualified if, if someone dies, right? Yes. And we don't know if God can die. Well, if one dies, so does the other. Right. So technically, I would say that, you know, Shen loses, but uh-huh. he doesn't die. Okay. I don't think he's going to die in this case. Uh, also, that's disqualification, isn't it? What? If, uh, if, if someone kills someone? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> Remember the announcer was freaking out when Tao Pai Pai pulled out the thing? He's like, no, you're disqualified weapons. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to go kill him. Whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, uh, I don't think, uh, really anyone's going to die per se. I would think Shen loses because otherwise, well, Goku's kind of standing there going, hey, where's my fight? Right. And, uh, I would love to see a Ma Jr. and Goku fight. Ooh, I would love to see that. So I guess those are going to be your predictions. Shen loses this battle somehow. There's not going to be death. And then we'll have a fight between Goku and Piccolo at the end. Possibly because uh, let's keep in mind that, you know, even if um, even if it's not within tournament bounds, you know what? It's the God and Devil. Anything can happen and the world's at stake, let's say. So right. there you go. Good times. I have predictions, but I also know what happens. So, so that's not really that's a prediction. Not fair. I probably shouldn't say anything. That's not a prediction. Anything. So, Jeff, I mean, you look over at the, the bookshelf. We are closing in on what you would call the Dragon Ball portion of the manga. And we should reiterate that in Japan, the entire 42-volume run, all the chapters, it was simply called Dragon Ball in manga, beginning to end. When it was brought over here in the U.S., Viz adopted the TV series kind of naming conventions and made a Dragon Ball and a Dragon Ball Z. So anyways, we're closing in on Dragon Ball. We are going to do it Japanese style next month. The way that this works is when Viz brought it out here, Dragon Ball Volume 16 has two extra chapters that were actually in Volume 17, which they call Dragon Ball Z Volume 1. So you can see that one's a little thicker and one's a little thinner. We'll do it Japanese style because it's kind of more authentic. And I get to describe it again next week. So, Jeff, you'll technically, you'll be able to read the end of the next volume, but we can't talk about those two chapters until the following month. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So hopefully Julian can join us next month for the next manga review of awesomeness and hopefully julian's around at some point for me to record with him because i would like to do his dbz abcs as you will soon be able to tell julian has not joined us i i hope he's alive and happy and doing fun things over in japan but he never showed up on the internet to do stuff with us so i'm gonna take that as meaning he's very busy and dragon ball have to take the back seat with him for a week however mary you're still here with me yes i am you're always here with me i'm sorry you're stuck with me you don't have to apologize good because i don't want to good good not anymore uh so we're not playing julian's bumper music so we're not doing dbz abc's this week we didn't play the releases bumper music because as far as i can tell there's no more releases the rest of the month so that was the email music that means we're going to do emails mary you're the other person here so that means you read the emails all right your job first one here comes to us from jessica most certainly i will read this thing from jessica she writes hey mike mary and everybody 
I was flipping through channels for something to watch, happened to land on a channel called Ion, and came upon this TV movie from 2001 called The Lost Empire. It seems to be about a modern-day guy interacting with the characters from Journey to the West to, like, save the world from mystical cannibals or something. To be fair, I literally came in the middle, well, closer to the end of the movie, but it looked laughably bad. I think it would be great if you guys watched and reviewed it on the podcast, a la Dragon Ball The Magic Begins. Here's an Amazon link if you so desire, and there's a link to the movie. Thanks for the amazing work you guys do on the site and the podcast. You know, I think I remember this. Yes. Was it on NBC? It was a made-for-TV movie. It was on, I believe it was NBC, starring the dude from Dharma and Greg. I don't remember that, but (laughs) dang, I I remember that it sucked. Yeah. And I don't think we watched the whole thing. I don't know that you watched it with me. Do you remember seeing it with me? I remember I I thought I was, I think I remember being at home when it was on. Okay. Home being with my family. Right, right, right. I remember watching it by myself when it was because I knew what Journey to the West was. I hadn't read it yet back in 2001, but I, I knew, you know, Dragon Ball took elements from it. It was this Chinese tale, and there's going to be this American made-for-TV movie taking elements from it. It was awful. I don't think I finished watching it back then. I would really like to watch it again now, you know, now that I've absolutely read all gazillion chapters of Journey to the West and know it pretty well, be able to really compare it to the original story. But it's still $17.99 for the DVD. Forget it. I'll rent it. That's a great idea. I, I topic. I totally forgot you have netflix yes, and we you, can Jeff, just rent it for the idea i think we should do that that is a good idea yeah except i really want to reread journey i actually did start rereading journey to the west taking notes as i went and i think i made it through about half of the first volume of four of uh the anthony cu translation i have you should read the uh the abridged version well i did the thing with this abridged version here why don't you grab that abridged version for I'm me i'm afraid of knocking it all down so. uh, all right well we'll leave it there because <laughs> the bookshelf will fall over if we touch it problem with the abridged version is that any of the encounters uh he has are with humans and there's like none of the fun mystical monster fights in that particular abridged version which took all the fun out of it because there was none of the stuff Toriyama adopted like the fan and Yumao and all that fun so that was all missing from that but anyways uh the lost empire it was really bad I think we should rewatch it again that would be fun yes there you go there's a topic for the future let's uh move on to the next and the last email we're going to do here because we already recorded the entire rest of the episode and it's already pushing an hour as it is so we'll do the two emails this other one comes to us from kenny sue 3000 all right he or she writes hello to mike mary and julian it's a guy he's on a forum he's got a I picture know, i recognize the name but i okay. just didn't know the gender hello mike mary and julian and uh whoever else might be there i have a question that hopefully someone will have an answer to i was looking through the daisenshu ex music guide for european cds and i came across a french two-disc set called dragon ball z bande originale du dessin anime and it appears to be a BGM compilation. From what I can tell from the track listing, it looks like the first disc is pretty much the same as disc 4 of the Japanese 5 CD set, but what intrigues me here is the second disc. The track listing there, in essence, resembles disc 5 of the Japanese set, but there seems to be more than one track devoted to each movie. I don't know where you got the track listings and translations, I'm guessing none of you own this set, but I would very much like your input on whether or not this may or may not contain BGM not featured anywhere on the Japanese releases. I'm finally picking back up on my BGM documentation, and I'm seeing if there's any music pieces that actually have slipped beneath my notice. Whatever info you come up with for me would be very appreciated. Long live the podcast. 
So all of those European CDs, I very vividly remember being in college. Andrew was rooming with me and the two of us were going through things like Amazon France and Amazon Germany and all that stuff. And Andrew was translating all the track listings for me for Dragon Ball sets we were finding in various places. So no, I don't actually own any of those European CDs. As you can tell from looking through that page, it's kind of very heavily focused on German stuff because Andrew happens to be fluent in German. So I was very easily able to get stuff from him. But I don't own it. I don't know anything about it. I did start doing some searches for that set to see if it was still available anywhere, and it did look like some retailers online do have it. Now, I've never actually ordered from any of these places, so I can't speak for them and if they're reputable and all that good stuff, but you can probably find it, and maybe you can track it down. What I'm guessing it is, and I don't know this for a fact, I'm guessing is that it's exactly like what you think it is, except they further split up tracks, for example, from the 5CD set where one track will contain all of DBZ Movie 2 music, they maybe split that track up into two or three different ones instead of, you know, a slight pause between tracks within the same track they split. You know how that all works, the Dragon Ball background music. So I didn't really well answer your email, but hopefully that'll get you going on the right track. Mary, if people have questions, comments, suggestions, all that good stuff, where they send them on over to? Send anything on over to podcast at diezex.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Absolutely. So with these emails, done. We're going to cut back over to the rest of the episode as we recorded it previously, and I think that means we're going to take it on over to the contest. It's time to give things away. I have a two-disc DVD set. This is the Commander Red Saga. It is actually the end of the Red Ribbon Army arc. We have awesome donations, and this is one of those donations that we're going to give away. This is 10 episodes, and it is episodes 58 to 67. Like I said, it's the end of the Red Ribbon Army Saga. It is new. It is completely unopened, and there are two DVDs inside there. It's got the dub. It's got the Japanese, and uh, you, you want it. We're going to do a very simple email contest. You need to send an email, Mary. Contest emails go to where? They go to contest at diezex.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. Let's say, what do they have to do with this email? In the subject line, the word red has to be there for Commander Red and Red Ribbon Army. Maybe they can make a sentence, something. Just put the word red in the subject. Does that cover them? Do we want to make them do any other work? No, that's that's enough work. That's probably enough work for a contest. Hopefully they can write the word red. I hope so. The word red has to be in the subject somewhere. You gotta get these emails to us by April 25th at 12 noon, so you got a couple weeks to get this in. And then that episode, that weekend, we will do a random drawing to give this set away. Mary, one more time. Where's it go? Contest at DiZX.com. Contest. April 25th, 12 noon. That's the end of the show. Let's say goodbye to Mary first. Okay, bye. You, no, I'm not going to say goodbye to you. I'm going to say goodbye to Jeff. Okay, fine. Oh, no. Jeff. Yes. I actually can't see you. Maybe if I turn this way a little bit, but then I'm kind of getting away from the mic. And I know I have my wind filter and I can go. <laughs> so maybe that's not so good to do. Jeff. Hi. Your name is Jeff. That's right. And you live around the corner. That's right. That's pretty awesome. Yes, it is. Do you have anything to plug? <laughs> um, no. Talk about rubbing salt in the wound. 
<laughs> Ow, it burns. It burns, Mike. It burns. No, Jeff, hopefully, hopefully, within the next month, we hope you will have something to plug. Yeah, we're hoping here. I'm really hope. I'm really excited. It's not Dragon Ball in any way, obviously. No. Well, maybe. Maybe someone will talk about maybe, Dragon Ball. Maybe. Some way. Some but um, if you like podcasts and you like listening maybe to Jeff's voice and maybe to some other people, maybe you should look forward to that. That's right. Nice. And look for a pretty CSS. I'm hoping. <laughs> we're hoping. I can't wait to do something with, you know, web technology that occurred after 1998. Oh, yay. Yay. Woohoo, Java. Standards. Standards and practices. <laughs> All right, authentication. Woohoo. All right, so um, that's it. I guess we'll see you on this show next month. That's right. Cool shiz. Later. See ya. Mary. Yes. You are from Temple O'Trunks, which has now passed its 10-year yes. mark. So you can no longer say that you're having your anniversary. It's April now. Yeah, it would have been nice if I had updated during the month of the 10-year anniversary. But, lazy, sorry. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Anyway, the site site is there. Look at things with trunks and more. (laughs) Look at things with trunks and more. (laughs) That's your new tagline. That is an awesome tagline. (laughs) Oh, yes. For trunks and more, you can go to templatrunks.com. T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. Sweet. And stuff. And stuff and junk and trunks and stuff and junk. Trunks is junk. Be, can, <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> That's gross. That That's is uncalled gross. for. That was extremely uncalled for. You're fired. Yeah, <laughs> You, you stop saying that. <laughs> well, he says it, it's okay. You know what? I'm turning Jeff's mic all no, the way down. And he's gone, unless he can still be picked up on mine. I don't know. Jeff, You're say something loud. Ah, I love you too, bastard. Jeff. That's the end of episode 123. Hopefully we had Julian in there at some point, somehow. If not, have to do some interesting editing, go back and do the emails. and you could put on a Julian voice I, or like do clips of him from previous episodes and, create and try and sentence. make sentences. No, that's way too much work. I would love to do it, <laughs> but I do have other things to do other than go through past episodes and construct new sentences <laughs> from Julian. April Fool's 2009. Oh my God. No. Yeah. No. Totally cool. I don't like your ideas. My ideas I mean, I actually love them, and if I had nothing else to do at all, I would totally do that. What are you doing right now? I am talking, and I'm probably going to go play Crisis Core instead of editing the show. Oh, yeah, you and your gay relationship with Zach is is more important than than making fake sentences with Julian. He's very cute. (laughs) Yeah, That's the end of the episode, episode 123. So Julian and myself can be found at DaiZenshuEx. That's www.D-A-I-Z-E-X, full stop, C-O-M. That's DaiZX.com. So we'll see you next week for episode 124. Hopefully I'm going to be recording an interview over the next week, and that'll be that episode. If not, that's okay. We'll have some cool reviews coming up. There's some awesome stuff coming out that we want to talk about. And I think that's it. So check out the website, the forum, the chat, the podcast that you're already listening to. Continue to check that out. Tell a friend. Friends are awesome. You should tell them about this show. Because that's your job. Our job is to give you the show. Your job is to tell... Mary, who are you going to tell to listen to the show? Besides Uh, your parents. (laughs) Uh, I don't know anyone. (laughs) 
<laughs> Tell Jeff to listen to the show. Jeff, listen. Okay. Jeff, who are Good you going to... Oh, wait, your mic is... I'm giving you a mic <laughs> again. Jeff, who are you going to tell to watch the show? Um, watch the show? <laughs> That'd be kind of boring. The, Watching the Waveform and Winamp. Who are you going to tell to listen to the show? I'm going to uh, introduce podcasts to people over the age of 30 in my job. Nice. Don't using, give them this show. <laughs> I'd use this as an example of quality podcast content. Jeff, no one over 30 watches Dragon Ball. No one over 20 watches... Oops. Damn it. <laughs> That's it. We'll see you next week. So for Mary over here, for Jeff, I suppose, over here, for Julian off in Japan, my name is Mike, Vegito EX, and uh, Cloud's a cute little puppy dog. Daizenshu. EX. Podcasto. Konshu. Mo. Kite. Kedusate. Arigato. Gozaimasu. Jigai mo. Atashimini. As they come back down, the two relaunch towards each... Ah, uh, fuck. Sorry. Next.